you might believe the brain was in a steady state of decline. Think again. New research suggested that not only is the brain constantly making new cells, there are actually ways to improve brain health. Welcome to the Nutrition Tidbits podcast. This is Gloria Tsang, editor in chief for HealthCastle.com. Joining me today is pediatric neurosurgeon Dr. Larry McClary, author of the Brain Trust Program. He's here today to tell us how to choose a diet that will help keep your brain in good shape. Dr. McClary, thanks for joining me today. Hey, it's great to be here. Now, tell us what's the evidence that food and nutrition can actually improve brain functions. Well, I think that uh, there are there are many studies that show that, uh, and they uh, emphasize various aspects of the diet. There are some good things uh, that help brain function and slow the aging process of the brain, and there are some. Some type of nutrients that you want to avoid in excess. There are others that you want to avoid entirely. So there are great things for the brain, uh, and there are some not so good things for the brain. That's good to know. Now, in your book, you recommend that that several cups of coffee or green tea a day can lower the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. So that's Good news for the coffee drinker. Does that matter if someone just drink just drink straight black coffee versus someone drinking coffee with sugar and cream? Well, I think that um, the study didn't go into that. Didn't differentiate whether they were what they put in the coffee. Uh, it was usually caffeinated coffee, uh, and green tea has some caffeine, uh, but it also has Theanine in it, which counteracts some of the jittery effects of the caffeine. But they both have, uh, they're both what we call antioxidant powerhouses, which means they have a number of nutrients that, that are anti inflammatory. And inflammation is the cornerstone not only of an aging brain, but inflammation has been uh, considered sort of the foundation of a number of degenerative diseases, and those include heart disease, the, the inflammation in arteries that causes heart attack, uh, inflammation plays a role in uh, loss of bone, and also arthritis. So these antioxidants in tea and coffee are not only good for the brain, they're good for the body uh, entirely. Mm, that's good to know. So it's not only good for the brain, but the whole body, the whole organs of our body. Now, what about black tea? Well, black tea is somewhere uh, in between. Black tea has has uh, health benefits. They just not, have not come out quite as strongly as those of green tea. Uh, but I drink both. I drink green tea and black tea, or I mix them together. Mm, that's good to know. Now, around the final exam time, usually in December and April, we got quite a bit of questions from college students, and they often ask, "Are there any foods that can boost memory and concentration?" Well, the answer to that is yes. There are a number of them, uh, and I think the the two that come to mind that are the best. And, and when I say boost memory and concentration. I don't want to create a brain that is wired, that is jittery. I want to create a brain that is in a, a wakeful but high-functioning state. And, and 
from my perspective, the two best um, nutrients for that are the long-chain, what we call long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, and those are DHA and EPA, and those occur in cold water fish. They have many what you call double bonds. If you're a chemist, they have double bonds in them, and that keeps them very flexible. That keeps the nerve cells where they go in the body uh, very flexible, and if the nerve cells are flexible, that means nerve cells can talk to each other better, and that's what you need to have happen when, when you're uh, working hard with your brain. The other, the other um, powerhouse uh, nutrients uh, for a, a kick-up in brain function are the B vitamins, and the reason those are important is because if you look at the brain, the brain weighs about three pounds, and that's about 2% of our body weight. But yet the brain consumes 20% of its energy. So it's a real energy hog. It's 10 times as energy costly and energy demanding as the rest of the body. And the B vitamins are what allows the brain to take the energy in food and turn it into the type of chemical that the brain can use to do all of the things it needs to do, thinking, concentrating, focusing on things, and having stable emotions. So B vitamins are very good. And you can, also, you can get those uh, um, also in a supplement form if you take a, just a good uh, B vitamin complex or a good multivite. And uh, as long as we're on that topic, choline is a new B vitamin. Uh, about a year, year and a half ago, it, it wasn't considered a B vitamin, but it is now, and it's important to make sure choline, and that's spelled C-H-O-L-I-N-E, is in your multivite. Why is that important for just the question you ask? There's a, the memory neurotransmitter in the brain is acetylcholine. It's got two parts, and the body needs the acetyl part and the choline part, and that's why choline is is important because the brain turns that in or the body turns that into the memory transmitter for the brain that's very informative so you know omega-3 uh, especially DHA and EPA and definitely B vitamins in particular choline now what about for um, adults over 50 do you recommend them taking certain supplements to enhance brain, brain functions well, I do. I do. And let me just frame that question. What people are starting to notice now is, for example, if you do a sophisticated scan on someone who's in their 50s or 60s, you, you can see that the ability of the brain to use its major fuel, glucose, glucose is a type of sugar, it, the ability of the brain to take up and use glucose from the blood, bloodstream declines. And that's consistent with the data coming out showing that diabetes and prediabetes and obesity are bad for brain health because they're associated. It's well known that diabetes is, is a disease where the body can't use glucose. Well, people are starting to think now that memory loss and Alzheimer's are really disorders that they're starting to call type 3 diabetes. And what that means is that the brain can't use glucose. Mm -hmm. and, and since glucose is its only fuel source, if it can't use it, it has what we call an electrical brownout, and that's what causes senior moments. 
So a very good nutritional supplement, for example, for someone who is in their 50s, 60s, or 70s is, is what you call or what goes by the name lipoic acid, and that's spelled L-I-P-O-I-C, acid. And that's good for people who are pre-diabetic, but it's also good for aging brains. And why is that? It's because it's a powerful antioxidant. We've already talked about those. But lipoic acid recycles all of the common antioxidants like, like vitamins A, C, and E. But it does much more. It also improves the ability of the brain to use glucose, and that's exactly what it needs to remain healthy. So I think that the brain supplement superstar is lipoic acid. Wow, that's great information. Now, uh, Dr. McClary, tell us more about your book. Well, the I started. Uh, the book is called the Brain Trust Program. And that's a book that uh, came out. It was written by, or it was written by me, and it was published by Perigee Press uh, about ten months ago. Uh, it's called the Brain Trust Program, uh, and it it is a book that I got interested in writing for the lay public because as a um, as a pediatric neurosurgeon, which means someone who does brain surgery in kids, I took care of children with very sick brains. Now they all needed surgery. But I wanted to help that those kids recover faster and recover more fully. So about 25 years ago, I started looking into nutrition as a way to help uh, those kids have healthier brains when they left the hospital and saw dramatic results. And as I refined that approach over the years, uh, it became obvious to me and a lot of other neuroscientists that nutrition and what you feed the brain has a dramatic impact not only on how well the brain functions, but how well the brain stays healthy as you age. And that is uh, discussed in the book in great detail. So there are a number of nutritional supplementations that um, that are vitamin-like and also dietary uh, that are discussed in the book. And, and, and the one thing that I found, and this is has been researched in the literature quite a bit recently is that there are some things that you really should not have in your diet. And one of them is fructose. Now fructose is is fruit sugar um, and we used to only eat about one gram of fructose in our diet. Now we're eating on average 60 grams a day. And I don't eat any or I eat a gram or two and that means there are some people who are eating 100, 120, 150 grams a day. And what they found is that when they looked at brain shrinkage over time, that means loss of brain cells over time, and you can actually see the brain shrink on sophisticated scans, the thing that was the best cause of brain shrinkage was fructose. And so you want to avoid that at all costs. That was actually worse for the brain than smoking or that, high blood pressure. That's very good to know. I'm sure our readers will want to get a copy of your book, and we'll have the link um, linking to your website as well as to the book. Thank you again for joining me today, Dr. McClary. Have a great day, and thanks a lot. We've been talking to neurosurgeon Dr. Larry McClary, author of the Brain Trust Program. For more healthy eating tidbits and information about this show, go to healthcastle.com.